Welcome everyone. It's such a pleasure to be here with our two incredible guests that we'll tell you a little bit about in a moment. This is Bibi Peters and with me is Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks. And we are talking about one of the most incredible topics uh, that is creativity in time of crisis. People often think of creativity as a gift that artists, musicians, and graphic designers have when they paint, write songs, or develop marketing collateral. And while that's true, creativity is actually problem solving in everyday life. In fact, when artists design something new, they are problem solving. And who would not agree that we have ourselves some problems to solve during and after this COVID-19 pandemic? Be it global or local, this is an era of unprecedented challenges, perching on the wings of creativity. You might ask, yourself, how can creativity help us deal with our new reality? Wait no more, because today we're talking with two extraordinary artists, and we're going to dissect their brain to see how creativity shows up in their life and how we can learn from that process. Welcome, everyone. Dr. Andrea, hello. Mark West, hello. Amber Norgard, hello. It's so nice to have you all here. And what a combination. What a combination. So let me tell you a little bit about Amber Norgard. She's described as Tucson's folk rock goddess and also as a singer-songwriter to be reckoned with. And Amber is a nurse turned musician who uses music as a healing art to foster compassion, spirituality, and promote positive social change. Yeah. And this is like the most amazing thing, right? We're talking to her on the eve. This is the eve of her single release from her new album. What? How does she do that? In the midst of a pandemic, she's releasing a new album. Probably because of the pandemic. Some of those songs. Yes. yes. Okay. And then I am so thrilled to introduce our other guest. His name is Mark West. He's an artist, author, designer, creator, and all around funny man. Um, nearly 15 years ago, he uh, spent as a college art and graphic design teacher even more years as an artist, graphic designer, and illustrator. He has over 10 years in learning and development, where he has developed various forms of corporate training programs. He's co-authored a book on visual storytelling and presentation design. He is a PhD program wannabe, and Dr. Andrew, I could speak to him more about that. He has musical interests that include work as a vocalist, singer, songwriter, and drummer for numerous Northwest bands. And he's a Bryce Canyon trail uh, runner. And oh, he really enjoys photography. Instagram has truly been motivational to him. So we have artists, creators, designers, all wrapped up in these two amazing guests. Welcome, you two. So Amber, hi. 
Hi, BB and Dr. Andrea, and hi, Mark. It's great hi. to meet you. Thank you for so much for uh, all those wonderful words you just spoke about us. Let's talk a little bit about the title of this podcast, Creativity in the Time of Crisis, or Chaos, or Fill in the Blank, right? Mayhem. How has, uh, if it has, and by a show of hands, how many of you have been affected creatively by this? All of us, all of us, two hands, two hands for each person. So how has it worked? Maybe think about it. How has it worked for each of you? If we give an example of what inspired or provoked or any of that. Mark. Oh, me? Uh, Yeah, you look like you want to say something, Mark. (laughs) Okay, how has this pandemic inspired creativity? Was that your question? Yes. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life right around the time of the pandemic. And so that I have to at least briefly mention that. So right around when the pandemic started outside of this country in January, I had what I'd call a major life event, which was after spending all of last year in major physical pain, I had a tumor removed from the bottom of my spine. So I had some major surgery that happened in mid-January. So right around the time the pandemic came to the U.S., um, I was in heavy-duty recovery mode, uh, which involved a lot of health health and physical aspects of that. And uh, while doing that, while getting back into my running and my cycling and all my physical stuff, um, I had started to incorporate what I would call my daily rhythms because I was feeling a little stuck creatively. So for instance, I just call them daily rhythms, but there's, there's about five or six items that I'm like three or three to 15 minutes a day, like of, of all of these items, there's meditation, there's uh, exercise, there's, uh, there's writing, there's reading, there's drawing. You know, I, I, I put photography in there, but I'm already doing that as it is. Um, you know, there, there are all these little creative uh, and, and emotionally and, and philosophically and spiritually expanding items that could be anywhere from three minutes to an hour. Uh, and just to make sure I did those every single day and see where it would go. So that kind of brought you back to uh, a place of equilibrium in, in you? Or it brings you to that place on a daily basis. Yes, it really, one of my challenges had been, I'd been doing a lot of thinking and talking about things, but not an awful lot of active doing and taking action. Um, So even if it was five minutes of sketching every day, for instance, that just, you know, really helped bring me back to center. Uh, It's funny how photography has brought me back to my original artistic passion, which was drawing. And, and you say something really important about the dailiness yeah. of waking up the different parts of you. And I was just wondering the same question to Amber. Amber, do you have like a any kind of routine that kind of wakes you up physically, spiritually, mentally? Yes. Vocally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, my preferable routine, and, and I attempt to do this every day, um, is, is to put pen to paper and to write. Um, first thing in the morning. And I think that's kind of like what Mark said about sketching, you know, that opens me. And, um, and also, you know, rehearsing every day 
and that just the vocalizing and the and the music it's the vibration of that that i believe just opens me and you know without those things i i would be depressed honestly those things help to move the energy within me and and help me to to move forward just to clarify by writing do you mean um writing words to your songs or music or writing as journaling well it starts with journaling and then sometimes it moves into the music um when i'm writing specifically to write music if i'm stuck i actually you know will play some chords on the guitar or on the piano and somehow that vibration like opens me to sort of a creative flow um and then the words start to come i think that in general um the energy to create does come uh, to each of us in different in different ways like you say like for you it's vibrational i mean for me as an example i will take a walk in the morning and see stuff mm -hmm. and usually because it's so early there's light to play with and as soon as there's light to play with if i'm walking with somebody i just tell them to go on because i need to capture and that's one of the things that works for me bb what works for you to capture that creativity as it bubbles up. As it bubbles up. I'm inspired by words and actions of other people. So, you know, this idea of overcoming the undergoing, right? How do people master that? How, how do artists, um, how do, what happens when they wake up? How is their thought process? What do they accomplish? So someone like Mark, who just shared that in the beginning, even before COVID, he had a health issue that was quite serious. How do you overcome that? I'm always astounded by that. And that inspires me to do some of the things that perhaps um, are more on a daily basis or more creative in nature. You know, it's, I, I happen to have been somewhat disabled with surgery at that very same time as you. So from November, it was foot surgery. So from November to um, February, I was stationary in my house because my only mode of transportation was one of those little scooters. And so it had to be what was coming from within. And like Amber, I start my day with journaling, either walking or journaling. Sometimes I have an internal war about that. But I, I think for most people, there's an activation of the body sometimes even before the head comes up with ideas per se. Do you find that? I think all of this, I, I think all of this really starts from within and the word, you know, resonant or resonating, even when we're not specifically talking about music, I mean, you know, it, it, it is, it's a body experience. Um, and it doesn't, and that doesn't, part of that's from the mind, but not all of it. it it's, it goes well beyond cognition, you know, it, it, that it's all integrated, it's all part of that. Um, but you know, awareness of your body, I think is key. I think, you know, change starts from within, you know, like, like relying on the external world to, for happiness is not a winning proposition. 
<laughs> and how important and critical that is, right? How yeah. critical it is at this time that yeah. we are feeling, that we are experiencing and living through. Um, because as Dr. Andrea might very well say, it gives us a little more control of just our own self and our own space, right? We have that control. And Amber was shaking her head, yes, in terms of the body and coming from within. What were you experiencing when we were talking about that, Amber? Really, we all are having an internal experience. You know, and our perception of the outside, it, it comes from within first. And um, I just, I love that, that symbolism of that, like, you know, you were talking about sometimes it starts with the body, you know, but, but sometimes the body is what awakens that, that internal experience. And the other thing I was just reminded about when you were all talking about that is, is Einstein's um, quote, um, imagination is more important than knowledge. And for knowledge uh, is, is limited to all that we know and understand, but imagination embraces the entire world. And, and I mean, it was kind of like alluding to that imagination takes us to the grander space than just, you know, this. Absolutely. And so like what Mark was saying, moving in the, in the morning or walking with a camera or just having the inner, having the mind a bit quiet and having the senses speak to us. And I was kind of imagining that's what happens with you, Amber. It almost seems as though I could see the journal entry and the passion coming through that wound up winding up, at, wound up as lyrics. Yes. You know. And the, the quiet, for me, the quiet is, is the key. And the in-between times. Um, if I'm up by sunrise that time, but a lot of the sunsets that in between times of light, you know, um, and uh, I, I met a photographer um, and he has a book called Tiempo de Luz, Time of Light. And he talked to me about that, Domingo Batista is his name. And he talked to me about those times of light, a lot of times or even when people make their transitions between this world and the next. Oh, and I'll ask you to hold that thought for just a moment so we can continue discussing it. Hi, this is Boom Goddess, and we are here with our two guests, Mark West and Amber Norgard. And we were just in the middle of talking about inspiration from the inside out. And we were talking about light, interestingly, and Amber was talking about how that liminal space between day and night, or perhaps between night and day, is a fascinating turning point, creative inspiration point for her. Say more about that, Amber, please. I think it's just because, I think it's because it is the in-between. It's not night or day. And there's a, a certain creative impetus that, that flows more freely in that magical time. I'm just always in awe. It's, you know, the, the, when you, I mean, I'm sure Mark can speak to this, but those are the best times to capture photographs too. And it's that time of light that's just, it opens us. Yeah, I, I definitely, when it comes to light, those early morning moments or those 
early evening moments are always the best, especially in such a photogenic region of the country. <laughs> uh, you know, just when it, when it comes to the light on rock, when you get to see more of the contrast between, well, between night and day, and you get to see not only the contrast of shadows and light, but you get to see vibration of color. Amber, you have that song, that beautiful song on the new album, which is being released shortly. And I'm wondering what the inspiration, if you remember the day that the inspiration came about daylight breaks. It's a time of peace for me. And when things are hard, the sunsets and the sunrises, they, they bring me peace. It's almost like perspective. And that song came from that sense of, of peace when everything and the world seems to be falling apart, daylight breaks, and it breaks every day. And it, it carries us through if we allow it. And if we kind of hone into that, that space and, and be grounded in that, that light and that new beginning, we're going to have a better day. There's the hope. That There's is the hope. hope. <laughs> and how do you illustrate that, Mark, in your work? I know there's so much light infused. I'm thinking about this simian face, this little monkey face with light in her eyes. How does light work for you in terms of inspiration? Wow, you just described a drawing of mine. <laughs> so I, I was like, have you been looking at my website? When, when it comes to light and when it comes to the, uh, the drawing aspects of light, I really enjoy, you know, one of the, the things I do a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm a dry media guy. I love charcoal, pastel, pencils, graphite, stuff like that. Uh, stuff that I can get my fingers in, dig my fingers into and make a mess with. Um, and specifically when it comes to light, I love trying different colors of paper, like starting with you know, experimenting with, well, what if you start with black paper and build the highlights? You know, as opposed to starting with white paper and build the shadows. Or what about if you start with gray paper and you have to build both, but the middle value is still there. You're starting with the middle value. So, you know, so then it, then it comes down to really thinking about light sources and the mood you want to depict in that piece, because like you can really bring a lot of drama into your work with lighting alone, if, not even color. Like if you're just talking about shading, you can really bring a lot of drama and a lot of mood into your work by how you choose the amount of, the amount of shading, the amount of shadow, the direction of the shadow, the focal points based on that. So interesting what you're saying, because you can create mood or there can be a mood, as Amber is alluding to, a, a, a dark mood, let's say. And do you move with the mood that is within? Or is there, you know, and a joyous mood as well. I mean, you've got songs on that album that are pure joy and joy to the to the extent of tears amber in that last cut about blessed with life and at the same time you can echo in your creativity you can use mood as motivator that's what you were saying mark one thing i absolutely have to say is art and artist are one i i know we look at them as separate like here i am and here's what i'm creating and, and there is a certain balance to that because I think, you know, uh, Amber can agree. I mean, there's a lot of satisfaction to creating a song or creating a work of art or whatever, but, but there's this really fine integrative balance between you in the process and the product of the thing, you know, the, the, your creation. So like there, there, there's this really intimate 
loving, joyful interdependency of the two and trying to separate them too much, I would recommend, I think like they're together. You know, so product process, your experience creating it, like if the piece is supposed to be moody and dark, you should be experiencing that at some level. Yeah, I don't think you would have created it if you didn't experience it exactly. that much, right? I, you know, there was a point in my life about 10 or 15 years ago where I wrote and recorded a song in its entirety within eight hours, and it was a pretty dark song, and I was in a pretty dark mood at the time. <laughs> and it had it obviously needed to get out of me because it all came out in one session. <laughs> and you know how people are. They really want their mood echoed in art or in song. I know so many people will be saying, you know what, I really need to cry or I really need to be elevated. And their playlists, you know, reflect that. So I, I think we I think we fear be, being vulnerable sometimes. I think I know for me for the longest time, I couldn't cry. It felt like I was, I'd be right on the verge of it in like these sometimes depressive periods of my life, but I couldn't quite bring the tears. And it's like, you have to embrace that. You have to embrace the full range of our, our emotions. That's why we're on this planet, to experience all of that. <laughs> I was going to suggest that you listen to Amber's album and maybe the last couple of cuts. I'm looking um, forward to it. Yeah, Lasting a Lifetime and Blessed with Life, both of them. One prepared me to cry even more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time for Mark to read that wonderful paragraph that he shared with us about creativity and spontaneity? Absolutely. Yeah, so a little bit, 30, uh, a few seconds on the backstory. It was just, it came, uh, this, this came across... You know, I just got this book the other day and it was like, well, what's art for me? And a lot of it had to do with the concept of improvising. And then this quote tied it together with how Martin Luther King kind of went through a bit of a improvisation in his famous speech, um, I Have a Dream. Not to say it was completely improvised, but it was actually about leveraging his common themes in an improvisational way. So, so here's the quick, the quick paragraph. Uh, improvising means coming prepared, but not being attached to the preparation. Everything flows into the creative act in progress. Come prepared, but be willing to accept interruptions and invitations. Trust that the product of your preparation is not your papers and plans, but yourself. Know that no solo is solo. Even one of the greatest speeches of the 20th century was helped into existence by a good friend's blurted reminder to express it. Wow. 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 I mean, do we have like the best guests on the planet ever between <laughs> these two minds and heads? It's like amazing. And, and you know, it's just reminding me that the performers these days are like Mark is saying, you know, here's performers, particularly comedians, right, who don't have a real audience. Even the ball players who are now in Japan having, you know, their own creativity in the sport, their embodiment, they have little robots there kind of emulating. Um, I know that uh, some of our comedians have really struggled because of the lack of audience. It's that interaction, as Mark is saying, it's that 
it, it's what we absorb. It's the energy from the listener, the watcher, or the imagined audience. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really is an inside to outside to inside and back again feeling and process and expression. Yeah. I've always, I've always thought, you know, the performance is, is, a, is a circle. You know, it, it's, it just flows from me to them, back to me. And we lift each other up that way. Yeah, and thinking about creativity is that way as well, that I know with Bibi and I will come up with an idea for our writing, and then it's only in the back and forth that it really gets exciting and we really, it really starts taking shape. And either of us can come with a, a really good idea, but the most fun is when we interact together and shape it that way. So, yeah. Well, absolutely. we are greater than the sum of our parts. And that's yeah. a very good statement. That's absolutely true. Bibi, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say that I am so touched and overwhelmed by having these two creative souls on the discussion with us. And that it's almost as though um, we are letting ourselves go and absorb what they have, what they bring, what they do. We're learning every time and expanding. Uh, and to know that we're doing this, we're just so thrilled. So, so thrilled. So we're making a contribution to our listeners who are really in many of whom are still in a relatively confined space and are turning toward their own creativity, even creativity that we didn't know we had. I, I do, I'm just going to throw one other thing out there. Yes. To, to really, this is as strange as it sounds, this is a time, this is a time, a, a time of monstrous opportunity. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the time where, you know, to, to learn more about ourselves, to learn more about the world around us, to explore things we maybe didn't have the chance to explore before, to evolve in some way that, that you know, in our own personal way. I mean, this is a really great time of opportunity, actually. Absolutely, it is to much of the surprise of many people yeah. and the experimentation that's going on um, out there. So I think that we're probably going to come out of this somewhat deeper or more in touch with more parts of ourselves than perhaps the busyness of everyday life has allowed us Absolutely. to be in quote unquote, the old normal times. That's my hope too. It really is my hope. Amber Norgard, Mark West, thank you for being such genuinely inspirational guests. We're so grateful for your open honesty and sensitivity. Thank you both for being such amazing facilitators. And you can find Mark West's work on Instagram at Mark underscore West underscore art and on Facebook, Mark West Art. Find Amber Norgard on Instagram at Amber Norgard, N-O-R-G-A-A-R-D, and on Facebook at Amber Norgard. Enjoy. Support for this program comes from AARP Arizona, whose mission for over 60 years has been to empower people to choose how we live as we age.
For more information about AARP Arizona, go to www.aarp.org forward slash az. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs. <laughs>